Hi friends, I'm Courtney. I'm a performer, speaker, and a writer. I'm a mama to three crazy boys and a super sweet dog. I decided 12 years ago that I needed to create a business that worked for me instead of me working for it. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur who may be considered a serial entrepreneur by some, but then I realized that all of my businesses focused on connection, community, and creating an incredible experience. I cannot wait to share with you how to make small but mighty changes in your life to affect your overall well-being and create a life and business you want to get up in the morning for. That's right, my friends. I am the Renaissance Mama. Hi friends, it's me, Courtney, the Renaissance Mama, and I want to thank you so much for taking the time to check out my show. If you've never been here before, well then, welcome. Uh, like I said, I'm Courtney, the Renaissance Mama. I chat everything from parenting to running my small business to juggling the many, many hats us moms have to wear on the daily. So for today, I have really been having these conversations conversations with multiple people, multiple times, some friends, some family, parents, non-parents, but the conversation keeps coming up. So I thought it would be a perfect one to address here with all of you. The conversation is how do you navigate parenting kids when it comes to devices and social media? So we all know there is a, I don't even want to use the word pandemic because I felt like that word has been overused so much, but we know that there has been a huge issue with the reality that everybody is on their devices all of the time, on their devices, on social media. And how does that look like when you have kids? So once again, I'm going to share, I'm not an expert by any means, but I do have my three kiddos who are 10, 12, and 14 who all have their own devices. So I will say that in itself is, was a big decision in our household. A lot of people kind of look at us and say like, why does your, you know, 10 year old or nine, almost 10 have a device of his own? And really for us, what it came down to was, uh, it was a big discussion. It was a big decision, but the reality is these devices are so prevalent in what we do all the time. I have my phone, I have my computer, I have my other computer, right? We're working, we're looking, we're using these devices. And what I have found was happening is my youngest kept taking my phone. And then when I went to go use it, it would be dead or I needed it for a work call or it was, so it just didn't make tons of sense. Of course, for our oldest, we wanted to make sure he had a phone. So when he was out with his friends or when he was home by himself, he had a means of communication because we don't have a landline at this house. Uh, for my middle son, it was around the same reasoning of like, hey, we when you're out and about, we need to know kind of where you are, who you're with, um, you know, let us know, here's your phone. And then with my youngest, it kind of came as a, a really a decision of, are you responsible enough to handle this? So what had happened is we had the conversation of like, if you want a phone, first of all, it was an older phone. Let me just throw that out there. If you want a phone of your own, you need to be able to look after it. You need to be able to take 
take care of it, you know, be responsible for it. But it also meant that if you want your own phone, you have to prove to us that you are ready for this responsibility. So at the time I was still, you know, making sandwiches for him or grabbing juice for him or pouring cereal for him. And we said, you know what, if you feel like you are old enough and more responsible enough to look after this phone, then you are responsible enough to look after those daily chores and those daily things. So that was the deal. You could no longer ask mom for things. You are responsible. But like I said, we did not take the decision lightly to give all of our kids devices. We wanted to make sure they were ready for that responsibility, but we also wanted to make sure that we knew this was going to be a chance for us to decide how we are going to parent through it. So first of all, I want to say for any parent who is navigating devices and social media and parenting, you have to give yourself a little bit of grace. We are the first generation who are parenting kids who, who have had these devices literally since they were born. The iPad came out in 2009 and I remember, you know, we got one probably a Few years after that and I was so excited to get it. It was a big deal in our house. I loved having it as a mom with like littles at home. I remember feeding the kids and you know maybe having a show on or sending a quick email or messaging someone but having that access to a device that was you know bigger than my phone and something fun and easy to use was really helpful. I also remember having the kids playing on the iPad as well and my favorite thing about it was not only was it very fun to find different, you know, really educational games that were cute and fun, lots of colors, kept them entertained. I played with them with them a lot of the times as well, but my favorite part was when they got bored of all the games, I could erase them all and then download new ones. So it was just a great tool as a parent because we know that kids get bored of things pretty quickly um, and just really kind of navigating like, yeah, I was allowed to use it, but you know, how much do you want your kid to use it, right? Like, so even from that young age, we had to start deciding what is this going to look like in terms of, you know, having kids use it and you don't want kids being obsessed with it. But the reality is it is everywhere and it's going to be part of who they are, you know, society in general. So we kind of knew that going into it. We used to joke that my two-year-old or my two-year-old, my middle son, who at the time was around two, learned his letters, shapes, and colors all from the iPad. Because when he went to preschool, he was way above everybody else. He knew all of the things. And like I said, it wasn't like we were giving him an iPad and just leaving him there and letting it do the babysitting. No, a lot of the times it was me playing these games with them. And he was really, you know, they were fun and bright and interactive. But I also truly believe that's kind of how he he learned. He wasn't a kid who could sit there, take the information in and give it back to you. He was a kid that had to like draw the letters and do the things and have that back and forth. So although there is lots of research and I know there's people who are like, I don't want my baby touching a device or I don't want this happening. When you become a parent and you know, things are, are happening, sometimes your choices may change. But like I said, if you are parenting kids, no matter what age, through this like digital age, then give yourself a little bit of grace because parents before us never had to do this. So there's a lot of things you want to consider as you're going into this. I know myself, I always joke of like, 
thank goodness there wasn't social media and devices and phones when I was a teenager because there would have been a lot of pictures I probably wouldn't want out in the world. So the reality is, is that these kids, not only from a young age are having these devices, but they're having them in like some of the hardest positions in the world, situations, right? Like being a teenager, the fact that there's devices everywhere, the fact that you can't turn off some of that socialization sometimes, it's definitely something to think about. So that's what we're chatting about today is how do you sort of navigate this as a parent? And my first suggestion, like I said, give yourself a little bit of grace and do what works for you. I'm going to share with you today kind of what works for my family, but what works for some of my friends' family as well. I know we have friends that are like pretty strict when it comes to, you know, age of people getting devices or limits or what platforms they're allowed to have, what they're allowed to post, what they're allowed to look at. Then I have friends who are the opposite, very laid back and, you know, yeah, we'll do this, we'll do that. But the reality is the same at the end of the day, it's tough. As a parent, you never know what the best option is. You just kind of have to roll with it. You just have to, you know, really work with your kids and see what works best for them and what works best for you. So the first thing you want to do when you are navigating parenting with devices and social media is you want to have that open means of communication. No matter how old your kids are, obviously if they're a little bit older, sometimes it's easier to have conversations and explain why you're setting limits or why you don't want them to use that platform or even just sharing stories of like, hey, look what happened to me today when I was using this or hey, look what happened to this. I was very honest with my kids when my all my accounts were hacked and then I had to go back and start all over again. I'm also very honest with my kids that like a lot of my social media I use for business, but part of my business means that I am sharing who I am and my family and what I'm all about, but we'll go on that to a little bit later. So you just want to make sure you are having those open, honest conversations. If they're younger, really explaining like why those limits are in place, you know, the fact if you're limiting it before bedtime or it needs to be put away for certain reasons, I think it's just important to let kids know why you are doing these different things, right? Let them know what they need to worry about sometimes when they're online or when they're on their devices. Let them know what red flags look like when it comes to hackers or it comes to people that they shouldn't be speaking to. Let them know what they should be posting or they shouldn't be posting or things like that and what they should or should not be watching. So just having that open communication from the beginning, from the get-go, whatever you know guidelines or you know rules you want to follow, you want to make sure that you are open to have Having those conversations with your kids. The other thing you have to think about, and this one is difficult, is as a parent, sometimes we need to role model some of those guidelines and some of those things that we want our kids to do. So if you've decided you want your kids to put phones, devices away an hour before bedtime, well, my friends, I'm hoping you are willing to do the same because I know my kids, if I were to say, okay, phone's down, we're having dinner, and then all of a sudden I heard a bing and I answered my phone, they would call me on it a hundred percent. So just make sure you are role modeling some of those behaviors you expect from your children. I would also say really know what 
you feel comfortable with when it comes to vices and when it comes to social media. I know in our family, we use our phones a lot, a lot for work, a lot for, um, you know, growing my business. My husband is on his phone all the time for work and he is comfortable with having it in our bedrooms and, you know, looking at his phone first thing in the morning. Yes, I know there's tons of research. You shouldn't be doing that. But the reality is that is how his mind works. That's how he starts his day. He He's going to start thinking about work right off the bat anyways. So to him to grab that phone, grab that device and start like, you know, getting the answers he needs or getting on the things he needs to do. That is what he's comfortable with. If you are someone who is not comfortable with that, then that is what you should role model and chat with your children, right? So it will look totally different for every different household. And then you also have to be, you know, open to the fact that things might change, that something might work for a while. And then as your kids get older or starting into different things or have different friend groups, you might need to change, you know, some of your rules, some of your limits. I know lots of friends who had said, my kid's not getting a phone or not getting a device until like this age. And then circumstances changed. Maybe they are now, you know, staying home once in a while by themselves. They need something to communicate. Maybe they're out with friends, so they need to check in. Or, I mean, during COVID was a totally different scenario. It was the only way that kids could keep up their socialization. So I feel like there are times where things may change and you might be ready to adapt. But as long as you are open with your communication, as long as, you know, as a parent, you are role modeling some of the behaviors you want to see, it is a really great place to start. Okay, so one of the first things you can do when you are setting some guidelines or restrictions or, you know, whatever you want to call it with your kiddos and social media and devices is it is easy to set time limits to your devices. So if you own any Apple devices, you can actually do it on the device itself. Uh, put how many hours or minutes you want your kids to use, depending on the day, whatever it may be. I know a lot of my friends are using this strategy in different ways. I have friends who are very, very strict with their kids and how many hours a day, how many minutes they get. Um, they actually have an app that they can like switch on and off how much time they get. Uh, they have negotiations when the kids want more time, but that is what they feel comfortable with. That's the structure they have worked with their, their kids and their families. I also think it's important to realize how sometimes devices and social media affect your kids, right? We know that there are kids that sometimes get very overwhelmed with even just using devices and depending on the time of day, depending on their moods. So you know your kids best. If setting screen time limits is what you need to do, it's a great place to start. I know sometimes in our household, if the boys are, you know, haven't done their chores or haven't done something they're supposed to, my husband likes to change the Wi-Fi password and then, <laughs> then it throws everybody off and they have to figure out, you know, how to get it and have those conversations again. For us, we honestly do not set strict limits when it comes to time and screen time. But for me, uh, whenever I've noticed if screen time is affecting something you are supposed to be doing, that is when it gets put away. For example, in the mornings when we are trying to get out the door and, you know, it's a little bit chaotic and we're grabbing our shoes or we're getting dressed or brushing our teeth or doing all the things we are doing. And one of my kids has a device in their face. Yeah, that's when I'm like, no, put it away. 
I put it down, right? So if I find that device is taking away from something you are supposed to be doing, it will be put away. Same if the kid, my kid has any homework, some chores to do, if they're supposed to be doing something and there's a device present, I don't even say like, stop right now. Well, okay, sometimes I do. But usually I'll say, hey, is that the best use of your time? Or like, what are you doing? put the phone down, put the device down and, and do what you're supposed to be doing. Right. And then once again, when things are not as hectic, we might sit and have a conversation and say like, you know, this morning when you were, you know, you got late or you were late X amount of times getting ready for school. I think for the next week we need no devices before school. And we've done that before. And then once my kids realize, all right, this is something I need to relearn. This is something I, I want or I don't want, then we can have that conversation and negotiating again. But screen limits is definitely a easy and probably the easiest thing you can do as a parent if you want to start setting some guidelines. You can also check your devices to see how much you've been on the screen. I think that's always an eye opener for both kids and adults. So beware for the results. But yeah, it's a great way to kind of check and see like, wait a second, I've been on the screen that much is kind of shocking. I've had some friends recently even do weekend of just screen free time. So I have one friend who has a few kiddos and they are younger ish and they've decided to do a whole month of screen free weekends. They decided weekdays, you know, they've got activities, they have other stuff, they have school, they have homework, they've got things. So they still use screens then, but for the weekend they challenge themselves and they challenge themselves as a family. So I thought that was kind of cool because you know, it is once go back to that role modeling of parent. I'm not just saying like you can't use screens, figure out, you know, have fun, <laughs> use your imagination. I'm saying we're going to do it as a family. So they ended up doing a lot of walks. They ended up doing some board games. They ended up like making a master list of things they wanted to do that was not screen time. So I thought that was kind of cool. I don't know if how my boys would respond to that, but I think it's a great way to really just start, you know, trying different things and telling your kids like, listen, Screens are great, screens are useful, screens are fun, but there are more things out there in the world. So the first thing you can definitely kind of monitor when it comes to kids and devices is setting time limits and knowing, you know, how much they are on those screens. So the next thing I would highly suggest if you are thinking of how to navigate parenting with social media in particular is get to know what platforms your kids are using. Now I say this and I laugh about this because there came a time where someone sent me a message and said, Hey, did you know your son posted this picture that was inappropriate on Snapchat? At the time, I didn't even know how to use Snapchat. I had it. I knew that there was fun, cute little filters. Uh, I knew how to turn myself into a bunny, but I was like, oh my God, I didn't know what she was talking about. So really getting clear on what platforms your kids are using. And then I would myself get an account and start using them yourself. So knowing that Snapchat has a feature that you can turn your location on and everybody knows where you are, it's a good thing as a parent to know what that's all about. And to have that conversation once again, like, hey, Yes, maybe it's nice to have your friends knowing where you are, 
but you don't want those strangers knowing where you are. So, right. So having those open conversations again, and just knowing how these platforms work. Also, one of the things I had learned about Snapchat is that a lot of kids were using it because they would send a picture, write something, do something. And all of that information disappeared. So something that once again, to be aware of, have those open conversations, what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. And we had a conversation right there and then and there of like, what kind of pictures are appropriate to send, whether you are sending them to a friend and it's supposed to be private, the reality is you are sending them, you are putting them out there, you as a person, so even though you're a kid, are taking responsibility of taking this picture that was supposed to be a funny little joke and now sending it to other people. So in that instant, it was actually a mom had seen the photo and gotten really upset. And then, as you know, it becomes a snowball effect. So for me, I'm always like, okay, lesson learned. We've talked through it. We figured it out. But at the time I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? So as a parent, I would highly suggest, you know, all the platforms your kids are on, know which ones they are using the most and ask why they are using it. Like why Snapchat, for instance, what I found is my kids like using it because they can chat with other friends. So it really had nothing to do with the filters. They actually make fun of me when I use the filters because I do. Uh, but it was just, that was how they were able to contact each other back and forth. So that was eye-opening. I also am not one of those parents who will go through my kids' history, but I do know there are some parents that depending on the platform they use, they want to check what their kids have been watching, what they have been looking at. So, I mean, that is always an option to me. I am more of a person of like, hey, you know, I'm open, I'm honest, I'm having that conversation with my kids, but I definitely know people who have taken a look at their kids history, depending on what it is on their platforms. I know for me, the other thing as well, when you're thinking of all the different platforms, it is, like I said, important to know how they are used. Some of the different features, a lot of times there'll be new features that pop on up. Um, so it's just really good to be in the know of what, how it works, how it, you know, affects your kids. And then you can go from there. One of the other things I do is when I know which platforms my kids are using, I will make an account myself and I will friend them. Now, pre-warning with this, and this is something that we are really kind of figuring out in my household right now is that a lot of times their friends will friend me without me even knowing, right? So I'm posting a video and maybe it has something with them or something happening. They don't want me to share it. So it's, it is back and forth, right? Really kind of respecting what you're posting, how you're posting, what you're doing and, and having those conversations again and again of like, if they can come to me and say, Hey, I don't want you to post this. I also can say, Hey, you know, I saw this video the other day. I've also had sometimes in the past where friends of mine become friends with them on the different platforms. So they also are seeing this content and saying, Hey, Courtney, I saw so-and-so posted this the other day, right? So just having your people, your village, other moms, other parents, being aware, right? I feel like the same when I see some of my friends' kids, if I see something, I'm like, oh, I don't know about that video. I might send them a quick message and just get them a heads up. So I feel like if all of us as a community really support each other and what our kids are doing online, we can keep 
everybody safe. But definitely if that were you, I would make sure you, I know every platform they're on and I would be on that platform as well. I know how they work. I know the ins and outs. I know what features they're using. And then they also know at any time I could look at their phone, right? You want them to feel that they have their privacy and that they, you know, they deserve it. But also at the same time, if there is something that they shouldn't be posting, then they shouldn't be posting it. Another thing that is a little bit harder for parents to really sort of navigate through and figure out is limiting what your kids do see when it comes to social media. So this time I'm kind of talking more about TikTok. It's been one of those things that's been pretty controversial of like, do I let my kids on TikTok? I know when my kids were younger and it was talking about YouTube, there was a great option of having YouTube kids, right? So I could definitely let him kind of scroll along around and there, play around, find something fun that he enjoys, you know, and the next things that are all suggestions are still safe and kid friendly. Unfortunately, with TikTok, there's not really any way to figure out what is safe and kid friendly. So the way we kind of navigate this in our household is I do have all my kids are allowed to be on TikTok, but if I hear something that is inappropriate, and let's be honest, we've all been there where we're watching something and a video kind of changes or says something or doesn't, and you're like, whoa, right? I swipe away. I also have a rule in my household is that like you can hear things that are inappropriate, but I better not hear you say them, right? So my kids know what is appropriate for kids to say and what is appropriate or what is not appropriate for them to say, right? So the moment they start saying things that sound, you know, give me the red flags, um, anything that I find is vulgar, I will full out say, just so you know, if I hear that again, TikTok is gone, right? So that has definitely happened into our house a handful of times, or there's been times where we've heard them watching something or doing something. And, you know, we've said, what is that? Turn it off right now. What is the show? Nope, it's not appropriate, right? So just being aware of what your kids are listening to what they are watching. I will say this gets a little trickier when they're using their um, AirPods or the earbuds or whatever you want to call them. Um, but once again, just having those conversations like, what are, oh, what are you watching? Oh, I, and you know what? I also love sharing videos with them, right? So I am participating with them. I'll share them fun, like hockey training videos. I'll share them cute little doggy videos, right? I want them to feel like they can have that open communication with me as they would their friends, but also make them know that like, wait a second, if I see you listening or saying something inappropriate, it's gone. You've now lost your privilege. You are no longer responsible to watch that. Then the last thing I want you to think about when you are chatting about kids and social media and devices is really having the chance to empower kids, right? This technology is going to be around. We have to be able to use it to the best of our ability, to learn, to grow with it. We also have to be able to, you know, be open and honest with our kids and say, this is acceptable, this is not, this is why, and continue to have those open, honest conversations. Have your kids feel like they have a choice in things, right? Discuss what works for them and what doesn't work for them. Try it out. If you notice, you know what, it's hard to go to bed because you're, you use the device half an hour before bedtime. Let's just try 
45 minutes. Now we'll try an hour, whatever it may be, but keeping it open and honest and empowering your kids and letting them, you know, figure it out with you and say, I'm not an expert. I don't know, but I know that I love you and I want the best for you. Well, my friends, that is it for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Renaissance Mama. As always, you can check me out on the renaissancemama.com or on Instagram at Courtney Renaissance Mama. And I would love to hear from you. My question is, do you let your kids be on social media? So let's continue this conversation. And that's it. Bye for now, friends.